Honey, the podcast. Welcome everybody to another installment of the Sweetest Honey podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What a creep. (laughs) With her hands all like pointed together like a pretentious white man speaking at a TED talk. Still doing it. (laughs) Welcome back, (laughs) y'all. To another installment of oh gosh, <laughs> the sweetest honey podcast. We're your hosts, <laughs> George Callahan. I cannot even. Why? <laughs> I feel like my voice range would be like Michael P. Keaton <laughs> and Zachary Gilbert. Oh, Allison and Zachary Gilbert. Oh, nat- naturally. <laughs> You'll all. be for short. Oh, okay. Today we're going to be discussing NFL stats. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're not discussing that. Oh, no, we're not. That's not what we do here. Sorry. No, no, um, that's, that's that's what I do in my own time. No need to do a podcast about it. My apologies. No, no. You don't even like to watch it with me, really. So no. we're not going to do a whole podcast on that. I'm really sorry that you guys are missing out. So in today's draft picks, we have... Oh, no, no draft picks. No draft picks. So in today's... But what are we... <laughs> honey, what's, what's new draft picks, with you we, other than... draft picks, we have... Oh, God. Football men doing football things. Or at least we assume that they are football men. They don't always disclose their gender identities to us. Do you think I could get a job... <laughs> no. As a CEO of anywhere if I just speak like this with my hands this way? I just mean, probably together. Um, I feel like you got to be a little like your voice has to be a little bit more assertive than that. A little more assertive. Well, now now it's too much. So you got to find the too happy much, medium. Because I'm black. Yeah. You got to find the happy medium. Rude. Number one, the only thing that I'm finding is happy meals. OK, I like you, you don't even eat at McDonald's. Happy why meals. you why are you even playing like that? Happy meals. babe what's new with you other than your newfound obsession of doing whatever it is you're doing with your hands happy meals um so happy meals are new with you happy meals what's new with me thank you so much for asking so happy (sighs) meals well this is the entire episode y'all i hope that you've enjoyed listening to (laughs) this episode of the sweetest honey podcast the sweetest honey podcast (laughs) thank you and good night Oh, Lord. But Okay, she put the hands down. Allison is so confused. She really thinks I have malfunctioned and that this is where we are now. It's okay, honey. Well, I don't know. I mean, um, you, you, you know, you did increase your, your dosage of antidepressants today. So is weird. this a side effect? I'm just not really sure. Like, do I need to write this down? Well, we, now we have it documented, so it works out anyway. I feel strange. Yeah. Strange how? Just strange, like, I feel <laughs> just loopy. Yeah. And a little, like, hazy. And gotcha. just weird. Yeah. And irritable. <laughs> yeah, you're acting a little stranger than usual, which yeah. is saying something for you. <laughs> Say something mm. stranger than usual. Yeah, which yeah. for you is... I would have said that you've set the bar pretty high as far as strange goes. But, oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, you are acting a little a little stranger than usual. That's okay. A little stranger things. Stranger things have happened. Oh. See what we did there? <laughs> I've never. I tried to watch that show and I think I got through about 10 or 15 minutes and I was like, mm, this isn't for me. Yeah, no, I tried. I, like I watched the first season and then tried to watch the second season. And mm-hmm. I just I think I was trying to get you into it. And it just wasn't as good as what I remembered. And I was like, uh... Better not. Yeah. Also, sci-fi stuff I'm not super into, but that's besides the point. Same. So. Oh, do you know something that we, like, wanted to like for a while? What's and that? then it was shit. Orphan Black. Oh, yeah. Did... Are we ever gonna finish that show? I don't... Mm. Probably not. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> the... Pre- <laughs> like, what... The premise of the show was so... Okay, so it was the girl in England, 
and she was a clone and then she was finding out that she had all these other clones all over the place and then it was the weird russian one that always called her sestra and was really obsessed with her and it was all really so you had like the one that was in the suburbs and they go and find her i thought it ended i thought we watched all of it no we did not watch all of it oh well I don't want to. So <laughs> maybe maybe another time. Well, fine. Yeah. Uh, What's new with you besides your weird ass wife? Um well, also my weird ass wife mm-hmm. and um uh I don't I legit can't think of anything. I do this every week. I'm like, I don't know, and then I think of something 5 minutes later. Yeah, I can't help so. you this week, bud. Sorry. Yeah. No. Too um, far gone. <laughs> <laughs> too far gone no that's that's yeah not not a whole lot everything's pretty the same for me riveting yeah uh do what i can so when you say that nothing has been going on that you can remember can you tell us a little bit more about that um i've, I've been going to work mm-hmm. i've been coming home mm-hmm i eat some meals mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. have conversations mm-hmm mm-hmm that's uh, that's about it. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. I left my wallet at home on Monday, and so my mom had to take me to lunch so that I didn't starve. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So there's that. Blessings. <laughs> Please put your hands back down. Y'all, she's doing the weird hand thing again. I won't. I thought we were over it. <laughs> thought we were past this. Uh, I've been drinking more tea lately. Uh, I like tea. Mm-hmm. Discovering it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's that's it. I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really boring. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back after oh these commercial God, breaks <laughs> when Allison will answer the question. What say more about tea. tea. <laughs> no. <laughs> more on that after this. Okay, so what we're actually going to talk about <laughs> that's not going to be a complete bore. We're going to get lit because I can actually remember my hatred of this. Yeah. We're going to talk about the L Word Generation Q Season 1. It is wrapped. Um, if you are not a lesbian person or you have never seen the L Word, I don't really know that this is going to be the one for you. But if you just want to listen to us drag the shit... <laughs> go ahead you could pause this go get some snacks i think that popcorn if that's your thing cool like popcorn. um nachos oh. you can get you like just no nothing from like taco bell or anything mm. you can get you like a bowl of cereal Ooh. oh you want some some cheerios that do something for you i swear that all i've been eating for the last week has been honey nut cheerios that's a true fact what do you want for dinner? I think I'll just have some Cheerios. Yeah. I get up in the morning. The easiest thing to take with my medication. Cheerios. I don't know. I was doing like whole grain toast and almond butter. Yeah. And like a veggie sausage patty. That was very millennial of you. Well, and then I was like, Cheerios. <laughs> but I also can't really regulate my sleep. So mm. I can't really like get up and immediately have a big meal. So it just True. has to be something quick that I can make. Yeah, I gotcha. So you can take it with your meds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you are not into this show, you don't care, whatever, you can still listen to us drag it. I'm sure it'll still be interesting because we have a lot of opinions. If you absolutely loved the L word generation Q, that's fine. You can keep your wrong opinions to yourself because you're wrong period. It was trash. Um, And we're going to tear it apart. So Mm, true, (laughs) true. The only, the only good episodes were the last two. The last two. Yeah. That was it. So off the bat, we're just going to go over like the characters. Okay. So from the original cast, we call them the OGs. We had Bet, Mm -hmm. Alice. Yep. Shane. Shane. Kind of, sort of, Angelica. I don't, I don't feel like that counts. Uh, but she was still a part of, you know, her character was still a part of the original cast. So I think that it still counts, even though it's not the same character. And she was, okay. And Tina mm. came in for a little hot minute. Ooh. And all that they talked about was like Kit. So those are the OG characters. And then there comes this new generation of yep. Q is queer I don't, I don't know it <sighs> so we've got sophie danny yep nat yep finley okay kiara okay tess T- yeah micah yeah, oh the trans dude mm-hmm. okay jose yeah jordy 
Uh, oh, Angelica's friend? Correct. And okay. Lena, who was Tess's ex. Oh. So... We're just, I don't really want to break down everything that goes on with this. We come in in the beginning. Bet is running for the mayor. Yeah, mayor of Los Angeles. And Alice is like running, or she stars in rather, like a talk show. Mm -hmm. Shane, I guess, is famous from hair yeah i think so it was i think it was just kind of implied that that's what it was very vague but all of these women have a ridiculous amount of money Mm -hmm. it's so unrealistic um angelica is a biracial girl that looks black that goes to private school and her half black mom is raising her like she is white it's so unnerving um nobody cares what tina does and kid is dead um and then (laughs) jen q um sophie is the Hispanic girl with the undercut and the yeah. really pretty curly hair. And Sophie and Danny are in a relationship. Danny is the really serious. I like to call Danny baby bet. Yeah. Because that's what she reminds me of. Yes. She's very driven. She's emotionally unavailable. She's really manipulative and narcissistic. Mm. Um, I like to call her daddy issues Danny. <gasps> and then we have... That's fun. I like alliterations. <laughs> and nagging Nat. Oh, I have so... I think that I literally wrote down so many Did of you? These. I did. Oh, this is fantastic. Not on this, but oh. I have them in notes. Oh, okay. Um, and then we have, I think that I called her like Fudge Finley <laughs> and Finley is a parody of what I think that baby boomer, baby boomers assume millennials are all the time. I think that they have just shoved all of those stereotypes mm. and preconceived notions into this character yeah. because Finley's got the little lesbian queer person haircut Mm -hmm. a little bit of an androgynous style but it's kind of sloppy she's always wearing like cut off jean shorts and like probably vans that are dirty and button up shirts with a really ugly print that aren't buttoned up the whole way and lots of rolled up sleeves no car she actually stole her one night stand's bicycle (laughs) and it wasn't clear to us why she stole the bicycle but she returned the bicycle and i was also like if that was my bicycle i think that i would have looked for the bicycle whatever i've been like bitch did you steal my bicycle so finley says stupid (laughs) things like oh balls and like fudge are we gonna fudge tonight and it's like that's not sexy um it's not cute it's not cute it's obnoxious like you're an adult woman and we're gonna see you fucking in the next scene like i don't want to listen to you talk like yeah i did not like finley's the parent of a toddler it's gross the second to last episode right and then we've got kiara who is shane's (laughs) wife hello yeah shane mccutcheon got (laughs) married say what to a gorgeous light-skinned girl and my philosophy on light-skinned women in general usually very beautiful also can be a little that's all i'm saying okay like i love them they're gorgeous i love them however personal experience light-skinned girls be cray not biracial women but light-skinned women for whatever Mm. reason and the prettier they are Mm. the more externalities that come with that they can be pretty they can be smart they can be brilliant they can be hardworking, but they are gonna be a little crazy a little askew Mm. And a lot of the times they'd be like, bitch, you fine. You got a nice booty. Like, I don't even see it until it's all that you can see. Mm. And she lived up to that. But we didn't learn that until like the last episode where she flipped a switch. Because, of course, she came in looking like Janae Aiko being all cute and no. like whisper talking to everybody like, Shane, right? I love you, babe. We're going to get through this. She also showed up again pregnant. It's fine. Um, I know that we all think that Shane is a dick, but let's all remember she does not have one. And nobody ever explained to us how she got pregnant. She just showed up and she's like, I'm pregnant. (laughs) Do you still want to work on our marriage? I know that you don't want children, but for me though, I tricked you into getting married. So can I also trick you into being a parent? Right. There's, there's lots, there's lots around that. We'll get into it. And then we've got Micah who is a really cute Asian trans guy he's adorable and i completely feel like the writers treat him like a throwaway character um there were a few episodes this season that he did not appear in at all and until the next time you saw him you were like oh yeah we haven't seen him for two episodes or so but kind of whiny not really into it i'm not super vested in his story his boyfriend is the landlord jose and then it made it like they were going to write it in to be more interesting the next season because jose's married very Mm. cute Jordy is little Angelica's 
girlfriend, love interest. Um, Angelica spends a lot of time pining over this girl and right. Bet's trying to feel her out and she makes Bet nervous and everything. And <laughs> Angie eventually um, confesses her feelings for this girl and uh, the feelings are reciprocated. So Angelica falls under the queer umbrella. Right. Um, we don't know how, but we just know that <laughs> Angelica likes Jordy. So cute, whatever. And then Lena, Tess's ex, um, does some fucked up shit. Um, the fun thing about Tess, Tess is a bartender at a bar that Shane just on a whim bought because that's what Shane does. And then renamed it uh, Dana's. Dana's. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of course, it can't be the L word if you don't have a lesbian bar. Right. That only appeals to people that are way, way, way below your age demographic. It's, it's so many stupid things. <laughs> um, but anyway, Tess is trans and Tess is gorgeous and she's really, really cute. She and Lena are in a relationship. Lena, of course, gets a hard on for Shane. Shane ends up fucking her and then it fucks with Tess a oh, whole lot. So yeah, that's our cast. Mm. And it pretty much went downhill from the very first scene of episode one, which was a sex scene Mm. between Sophie and Danny. And it was very gratuitous. I don't know who on the writing team or the directing team or the production team wants to fuck this actress, but it's very apparent because all of her sex scenes could probably be an entire episode in and of themselves. The one that plays Sophie? Sophie, yes. Yeah. Every single time. Every time. I don't understand. I don't get it either. And I saw people that had the audacity to be like, oh my God, yeah, open with a sex scene. Yes. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. Not what I came here for. Yeah, we didn't like that. Uh, I didn't like it either. Usually it was just kind of like, mm, I'd rather not. Can you just go to something else? Like, Literally can't think of a single sex scene that I liked. Uh, it's taking me too long to think about that. So <laughs> like, clearly that's okay like with the exception like i will say the one with sophie and danny in the end i mean the one with sophie and finley in the end i was like i get it they have more chemistry than Um, she and danny seem to yeah for me yeah and maybe they wrote it that way once again it goes back to that was the was that the last episode Mm -hmm. that's the last episode so the last episode was good all the second to last episode was was pretty good the rest of them were all terrible it feels like the writing staff was like half of them were fired Mm. after they had already filmed like three (laughs) of the episodes and they were like this really isn't working out but we really don't have the budget to reshoot these three episodes we're just gonna fire you replace you and then continue on i'm just i'm very disappointed in uh what happened because i know that like some of the original cast were involved in some of the writing and production of it and Mm -hmm. i was just like this is this this is what so what what specifically for you is problematic be as specific Uh, as possible okay well let's just talk about um and you've talked about it before too but character development right Mm -hmm. so like up until the last two episodes finley didn't really have any sort of depth at all Mm -hmm. uh she was just kind of bebopping around hopping from person to person and sleeping with whomever and being like oh you're an alcoholic oh well would you like a drink oh you're drinking yeah sure i'll drink with you let's sleep together um which was weird oh or oh let me get piss ass drunk and go tell this girl that i like her um because she's not a real priest and so it's okay like she just didn't have any true depth and so she just kept doing the same thing over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden it's like she turned around and now she actually has a character. And out has of a nowhere. personality. Just, it just hatched out of episodes. nowhere where yeah. it wasn't properly developed. Yeah. And also to that point, with the original cast, I expected there to be so much more of a foundation. I felt like coming into the show for the first time that their characters were completely lost. The things that we spent six seasons understanding about the way that these people work, their core values, the things that, you know, they care about and that they're passionate about. They were already like fully developed women at this point in time, Mm -hmm. you know, when we left it, however many years ago you know after the sixth season and now to come back bet doesn't know who she is bet's soft and people are you know danny who was helping her with her campaign you know her mayoral campaign was talking to her in a way like she was kind of handling bet and old bet would have bit 
her head off and spit it out and kept it in a glass jar on her desk. Mm. And now this new soft mushy bet is like, well, okay. I mean, I guess that you know what's best child. Like, cause she's what? half her age yeah and like coming at her crazy alice is working for this you know she's doing this talk show and the people that are on staff there that kind of get to call the big shot so the owner of the company and stuff that films it Mm -hmm. and the way that they go about doing the ratings alice has completely lost her voice lost right so it's just like a lot of like oh i'm upset and i'm gonna smile in this meeting and do all of this or whatever but i'm gonna go home and complain to everybody about how bad things are my thing is is it really that unfeasible in 2019 that alice piazeki would have worked for an all-female run company that's doing all of these things because when you think about the people that would back her up if there was something that she wanted to change especially like in that last episode the majority of them were women Right, and then finally she found her backbone again on the very last. The very episode. last episode, like I before just she was thinking that she was going to get canceled. Right, when like Alice grew so much in the OG version mm-hmm. that I expected so like the bar was set high for her. I expected so much more of her to be matured, mm-hmm. you know, and to finally she had this voice and she was going to use it, and then it just kept getting diminished and diminished and diminished mm-hmm. and diminished. And they're and just kind of like, like oh, okay. Fuck? And also, Alice, least paternal person, I think maybe on the cast. Maternal? Even yeah. <laughs> maternal, sorry. <laughs> so even thinking about Shane and how Shane was with Shay when Shay was there with her for a while, right? Um, was still able to figure out how to do that. And Alice was dropping F bombs in front of the kid and right? doing all the rest of that. So it was strange to see her now in this really serious relationship with a very, very, very dull character that she does not seem compatible oh, with at all. They did not match up. And in a in a maternal, because she had two children. Yeah. And then also having to figure out this other element of how do I coexist and kind of co-parent and find my way, uh, fill whatever position I need to with these children. And then also there's a wife thing. And this is my issue with the thruple. So do y'all remember the way that season six ended pretty much when we don't think about what happened with Jenny, we're thinking about Tasha and Jamie and Alice and the whole trying to figure out what to do about this new sexual energy between Tasha and Jamie and how Alice was kind of trying to push them together. I love that even when Gigi, you know, in the, in the, Gen Q series, Gigi, Nat, and Alice all sat down just to hypothetically work through what mm-hmm. it might mean to be in this triad or thruple. And never once did Alice say, well, I was in a situation that was similar to this, but not even a nod to what's happened in the past. Right. I was in a situation like this kind of sort of before, but we never really took it to that place. These are what my fears are. This is what's acceptable. This is what I think that I might have to work on. Right. So this person that we've known to be at her core, monogamous and really outspoken, very outspoken and embracing her sexuality, but not somebody that we would see in this particular relationship dynamic. And of course, like it blew up. I expected it to blew up to blow up from the moment that we saw it kind of unfold. Yeah. And so. then even like going to Shane's character, doing the same fucked up shit she's always mm-hmm. done. Like, I mean, remaining consistent is great, but then why present her as married? Right. And then to not only present her as married, but then Kiara comes in pregnant and Shane says, I don't want kids. And then just, Changes her mind on a whim. But Kiara, I mean, it was super Shane didn't change her mind, though. Kiara came in and kind of essentially gave her an ultimatum because it was very obvious that yeah. Shane still loved her. And Shane even stated the reason for their divorce to begin with was because Shane didn't want children and Kiara right. did. And for Kiara to be like, okay, well, I understand that you don't want this. And then after they had the sonogram, Shane was like, I don't really feel anything. I feel kind of numb. I didn't really experience any emotion right. behind hearing the baby's heartbeat or anything like that. Doesn't that scare you? And Kiara's like, you're not scary, Shane. Like, mm-hmm. it's super cute. Like, you'll come around. But don't you want to do this? You don't have to be like a parent. I just no. want you to be around. Be See, around that's, for me, that's Shane. Not, that's not how that works. And also, 
What happened to the paperwork that was signed and filed for their divorce? She like, never are they mailed actually... it. Remember, it was in a manila envelope that was in like her kitchen drawer or oh, some shit. I thought that she actually mailed it. And I think and that she took it to the bar party. and that it was still at the bar. She, oh. I don't think she ever sent it. Speaking of the birthday party, why did Shane buy this bar? And then for her birthday, they planned her bir- surprise birthday party at her own bar with an open bar so basically she just gave away all the free alcohol on her birthday like Mm -hmm. that didn't make any any sense at all when she's supposed to be this smart businesswoman so just off the bat i don't understand the way that they brought the old characters together and it's such a fucking far reach for them to connect these two Mm -mm. very 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 different groups of people Mm -hmm. something else it was very disappointed there are still no fat queer people there is still not conventionally attractive queer people that are in this thing they're nobody you know um, they didn't have any what what do you mean conventionally attractive everybody is still just very conventionally attractive there's nobody that looks different i I mean i I probably said that weird sorry but there are the cast is made it's composed of people that are strictly conventionally attractive people i gotcha so there's not really very much androgyny there's not any fat representation um i think that they tried their hand at diversity because there are a lot of brown people but they're very like light brown people there's no like dark skin but they could have had the opportunity with kiara not that i want her to be the token but everybody has this exotic look to them or like they could be biracial or kind of white adjacent like hispanic but you know it was cute that they spoke spanish and everything like that but y'all think that's it Mm. that's all that there is and it just kind of reminds me again of like dana and marina and Mm. alice and bet and tina and jenny you know it and what was her name? Uh, Helena. Like everybody oh, still yeah. has a really similar thing. So even Danny and Sophie kind of have a similar vibe about them or whatever. And they all kind of look like bet to me. And yeah. <laughs> so it's still not like enough diversity I in gotcha. what's going on. Everybody's thin and everybody's fabulous and everybody is very cis and just, I I don't know. Like, I just don't think that it was a very good representation of what people actually look like. And it was just really strange to see them try to force these two groups of women and Micah together (laughs) to make it work somehow. Because I'm just like, it's not really plausible to me that Finley would have been just able to stay at Shane's house and just move in and yeah, live there for a while. Weird. It's not plausible that, you know, Bet and Danny would have had a lot of interaction outside of what they were doing professionally, especially because Bet is so in mourning about what happened to Kit. Bet wouldn't have really been out in a club like that to begin <laughs> with. So <laughs> no. all of that was super confusing to me. And then me. bringing Tina back, I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Like... For her to come back, you know, and be like, Angelica called me. Like, even, I don't know, maybe it's because I don't have a kid with somebody or whatever, but I feel like that relationship dynamic shouldn't be continuing on the way that it is. It's not a healthy dynamic. No, it's not. If I'm going through something, my ex, who I have a child with, comes back to, like, it's my, my support all the time. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm so glad that they didn't, like fall back into mm-hmm. something stupid again yet i mean um, i feel like they're kind of laying the foundation for that to be something that happens so? especially with tina's pending nuptials and stuff right up. yeah i can totally see bet coming in and fucking that up right. i love you it's always been you i'm so sorry that i fucked right. everything up like i always do because right. she's the narcissist that she is mm. and tina nobody gives bet narcissistic supply the way that tina does the way that tina does true speaking of narcissist danny Ugh. Yeah. Like, Danny's just a mini bet. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I understand putting your work first, but damn, you know, like, it was just completely fucked up, the whole situation. The last two episodes really shown a light on that, and... Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on that more? What are you talking about? <laughs> Alright, so when... Uh, literally, so Sophie's grandmother gets put in the hospital, right? Mm -hmm. And so normal significant others would stop everything that they're doing and go be at the hospital with their significant other, Mm -hmm. right? Well, Danny chose not to do that. Uh, Sophie asked her not to be there, but even when someone says don't be there, you still go. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you put your phone on silent, like you handle what you need to handle and put your partner first And she didn't do that. So naturally, Finley went to the hospital because 
This is when we Sophie's actually see the development for Finley, right? And uh, goes to the hospital to be with them, and then Sophie kisses Finley, right? And which leads into Sophie sleeping with Finley and uh, Danny being like, "Let's go," and I uh, to Hawaii and get married just all of a sudden because Bet lost the election, so now she's interested in Sophie again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she can only have one focus at a time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, because she doesn't have anything professionally, now it moves on to Sophie. Sophie's always a second choice. Mm -hmm. And so I can totally understand, you know, they alluded to the, like, Sophie having to make that choice in the final episode between going with Finley back home to... Missouri? Yeah, I couldn't remember. Versus going to Hawaii with Danny to get married. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's going to pick up, is the shit show that would have been Sophie's choice. Um, I know I was making (laughs) I I heard it I heard it so I don't know like I just mm, I don't like that I didn't like it at all um and she did it the entire season Mm -hmm. so yeah it was not a good time no not at all so I I didn't like her. Sophie's character went back and forth from being like this strong powerful woman at work working for Alice right to being like this subordinate in her relationship and always just doing whatever Danny wants to do and never making her feelings known or fully expressing the way that she feels or how it makes her feel when Danny does this like I just don't understand also what the fuck were they doing with her hair like she would look fantastic one scene and then the next scene would it it would be trash and I just didn't understand why Mm -hmm. they couldn't just make her look great all the time don't make me mm. i don't i don't know i don't know those don't are my know. thoughts uh on, on i just don't things. like it i don't know no. if like eileen chaken who is like the original creator of the show just mm-hmm. needs to like completely let go i just it just would have been cute for them to just start it up with leisha haley and jennifer beals and katherine minig just directing and creative producing instead of it being them actually being in it i don't like it feels like watching a lot of different shows at a time and none of it really successfully flows together it's not fluid um there's a lot of conflict and there's a lot of things that make it too apparent that they're not realistic and i think that right now where we are like there's enough queer media that we could be partaking in without it just having to be it's just the l word so this is all that we have so we just have to cling to the l word right not like it used to be right and i get into a lot of i mean i won't say arguments with people but at the same time if i just want to talk about the l word like a work just Mm -hmm. a visual medium like it's not good the writing (laughs) is not great the character development is lackluster and people really want to argue with this about me argue about this with me and it's like no actually I'm right because when you think about the way that a character is supposed to be developed you're supposed to be able to understand that you should not have questions necessarily about what their motivations are and who they are essentially you can have questions about their past that and that's more things that you uncover as you get to know the character but when you think about character development it's like getting to know a new friend right so it's not just an acquaintance at this point it's not Mm -hmm. somebody that you don't know it's somebody that you're learning more about all the time but you can't just know somebody for this stretch of time and claim for that person to be your friend when you don't know anything about them that is the only Mm. way that i can kind of associate character development into like a real life situation yeah that makes sense yeah that makes sense and we don't get that with no because who 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 are they who Mm -mm. is finley who is Finley? Finley, we know that Finley likes Sophie. Mm-hmm. We know that Finley has got some weird stuff going on. They're not, it's going to, of course, some be related to religion. Yeah. It's going to be weird, strenuous family relations and things like that. But aside from that, what do we know about Finley? Finley makes fucked up choices. Mm-hmm. We don't know why. Finley can't dress. Finley speaks very strangely. We don't know what that's about. We don't know anything about these characters. We know that Sophie comes from a tight-knit, you know, Latina family, and she speaks Spanish. She was very close to her grandmother. We know that she cares a lot about her partner, Mm -hmm. but we don't know about, like, 
anything else. We don't know how they got to know Alice. We don't know how she got her job there, what her career moves are, what her hopes and goals and aspirations are, how she's feeling about getting married to this person at this point. We don't know anything about Danny except for the fact that Danny has daddy issues and that Danny is emotionally Mm -hmm. unavailable and that Danny has nice hair. And they have money. That's it. You know, what we thought we knew about bed is completely different than it ever was before. Right. And I'm so sorry for everybody that wants to argue the point that bet is so broken up about Kit. You guys don't forget that bet is a narcissist bet. <laughs> I think as shitty as this is going to sound is using Kit's death and the causation for that to be the reason for her to get something else that she wants. Bet treats everybody in her wake like shit. And then also we've got six seasons of Bet and Kit interacting with one another. When was she ever kind to her sister? No, she really wasn't. She was always, you know, she always thought that she was better than to everyone. And acted to like everybody. That. Yeah. If anybody fucks up, she's the first one that's going to point that out. She's done it to Shane. She's done it to Alice. She's done it to Jenny. She's done it to Marina. She's done it to Tina. She's mm-hmm. done it to everybody. And she's going to continue that pattern because that's who she is. Mm-hmm. Unless all of a sudden these writers forget to watch the first six seasons of the show about who the fuck Bet Porter is. I don't know. It's like they forgot every like every part of them that had already been developed. Well, they needed to fucking rewatch that shit. I I and agree. figure it out and get a feel for it and take notes and then write from there. And then if you don't quite have it, watch the shit again. Like you didn't need to come out with it this year. You could have postponed that project so that you could put something out pristine. Mm-mm. I'll say you can have a good show if you've got good writing and shitty actors. Or if you have really good actors that know how to turn something shitty into something decent. And this, I feel like, was kind of lackluster in the casting. And I feel like it was just poor writing. So altogether, you just end up with a hot mess and two halfway decent episodes. Yeah, even Shane's character had the same two faces the entire season. Delivery of every line. Right. The same fucking wardrobe from (laughs) the first six seasons of the show (laughs) forever ago. It's hmm. just, I don't know. I'm not I, into it. Yeah, and then when I saw, I don't get me wrong. Like I love the, the three cast members that came back, with the exception of Tina. Hey Tina. Uh, so the the ones that are consistently in in the new season, I like them a lot as people. Like I would like to see them on other things. I would like to continue. So you're talking about the actual actors and not yes, the characters. Not the characters. Uh, like Leisha Haley, love yes. Jennifer Beals, love yes. Uh, Kate, I can never pronounce her last name. Minig, thank you. Still like her. Mm-hmm. I just I'm so disappointed mm-hmm. in this show. Like I don't know if my expectations were just too high, and I thought you know it could be what it once was, and and it just it just didn't live up to didn't live up to the hype. So when I saw the second season, like. They signed on for a second season. I was like, well, yeah. damn. We have a whole nother second season to hate watch. Mm-hmm. Here we go. It just, it doesn't make me feel great. Also, the way that they're addressing some of the, the religious issues with Finley, like, I feel like could have been done in such a better way, too. Like, the fact that she, like, I guess the, the lack of addressing these issues, right? Because all of a sudden she's just in the church with this uh minister whom she slept with Mm -hmm. and they then all of a sudden she's just crying in church Mm -hmm. and it doesn't address like any of the the history behind that Mm -hmm. just a moment for her to be vulnerable and open up to this person right who's created a safe space and they've also acknowledged that but they haven't utilized it that's what i'm talking about it's just very loose fibers Mm -hmm. and they could have knitted it together more tightly in order to end up with a better finished product than what it ended up being and people feel so passionately about it it's a lot of sentimentality connected to the l word for a lot of lgbtqia plus people um queer women especially Mm -hmm. feel some type of way because for the longest time that was the only thing where they felt even in an off-brand roundabout way seen it it made them feel seen it made them feel even if they had to sneak around to watch it with the door shut using somebody else's (laughs) freaking cable only at their friend's house quiet time with the volume turned all the way down and they're two inches away from the tv or whatever netflix where you actually got the dvds delivered (laughs) right that's the way (laughs) that they feel about that so it's something that's sentimental and i'm not talking about this 
sentimentality behind it. I'm talking about this as a work. The writing is not good. Mm -mm. The acting was not good. There would be times where the lighting in some scenes, like when we were at Bette Porter's office, where it would look like a political drama and then we would go somewhere else and it would look like a, you know, YouTube production of just like a cute group of like teen or young adult people hanging out or something. It was just weird. And it doesn't make sense. Why are these people, why, why is it so important that we have a bar? I don't. And why the fuck do we have a bartender who is a recovering alcoholic as the bartender? Why are we doing that? Why was it that like immediately, because when you think about one of the main stages that they had for even, you know, the original series, they were at hit or the planet a lot. Why? True. Why are these people that like, I assume now these women are like 50. If we think about, you know, they're in their mid forties, early fifties at this point. Why are they hanging out in the club with Finley and Sophie and Danny? I don't know. It's weird to me. And Jose. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm 30. Beth has a child at home that she's worried about. And still don't like to go to the club. Well, still, I mean, it would be a more appropriate venue for somebody your age with your aesthetic to be there versus somebody that's 20 years older than you. It's Mm. weird. It just didn't make sense to me instead of it just being a completely different spinoff. And then maybe they could have developed Micah's character more. And then we could have some more insight about why he's so butthurt when his Asian traditional mom who was trying, I felt like she was still trying. I didn't think that that was a very um, balanced response to her talking about how cute he was as a baby. But also he just decided to have a temper tantrum instead of being like, mom, I just need to take this opportunity to let you know it's not okay to talk about my dead name or my childhood because of how I appeared and, you know, the way that that makes me feel because this is who I am now. So can we focus on the present? He's just like, oh, mom, I don't know why you always have to do this. This is why I don't ever want to. And I'm just like, talk about it, child. I don't know. Like none of them had the maturity to have a conversation where they weren't yelling at their parents like anytime the parents got involved there was always some sort of disconnect in yelling involved yeah like daddy and the young, yeah the mm-hmm. young person always ended up yelling at their parents mm-hmm. when it could have just been handled in a very in a more mature fashion but they were trying to represent these people as people of color <laughs> how many of y'all latino latinx people would have been hit with a chancla if you would have spoken <laughs> to your parents like that <laughs> How many of our black Mm. listeners would have got like her mom would have been like, um, who the fuck do you think you talking to? And then you would have got the belt, the switch, the whatever was the the extension cord, broom handle. You're not going to talk to your mom like that. Yeah. Um, So that's again, something like they have the opportunities to make it more relative to what's going on because I don't really see myself in any of these characters and not just because they're not dark skin, fat, African-American people or anything like that but it's just like they're just not relatable characters they don't do anything that I would do for a living they don't you know I mean they might dress the way that I guess millennials or whatever might dress in California I don't know never Mm. been to California I've never seen them out in the wild to know but (laughs) you know I don't know I just don't think that like undercuts and (laughs) like inch and a half long roots when you've got blonde hair like make it a relatable thing for me. No. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Like I there was not a single character that I was like, "Ooh, I totally relate to this person." Mm-hmm. Um there none of none of them. Not no. a single one. No. No. Uh and it makes it makes you sad cuz you're always looking for that person in a TV show, especially when it's people within your community that mm-hmm. you can immediately relate with and bond with and be like oh shit that's me yes i do that same thing and i just not it was disappointing for me to not be able to find that yeah but like having a roommate doesn't make you relatable having an undercut doesn't make you relatable being trans in and of itself i'm sure that that's great just for representation right 
So I'm not going to take anything away from that, but develop these characters more. I would love to see more from Tess. I would have loved to understand Micah a little bit better and why he responds the way that he does, why he was being so sexually promiscuous and what drove those behaviors. But instead he was just written out of a couple of the episodes and then just popped back up. And then all of a sudden it's a big situation and now it's over. 100%. They had the opportunity to address a lot of issues and just talking points to to educate people um, within our community and people outside of our community so that we can, um, you know, be better allies ourselves Mm -hmm. to everyone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And just, there were so many opportunities missed. If they would have put as much effort as they did into the the production of those sex scenes as they would have into the writing, they would have ended up with something that would have been at least half as (laughs) decent as the last two episodes of the season. True, true. Those last two episodes were the, man... The savior, uh, and not even savior, savior episodes, because that's how it should have consistently been for the reboot, if yeah. not better. Yeah, because it had. It, you're exactly right. Had we had that caliber of episode the entire season, mm-hmm. this would be a completely different uh, review. Talk that we're having absolutely, right now. absolutely. It would have been. Oh my gosh, I love that we saw X, Y, and Z Fuck about yes, this. I love that great. we did this. I mean, why not have even if it's just a whole bunch of like disconnecting stories? Have you ever like you've seen the series Easy before with me? Yeah. And it's just about all the different couples going through their things or whatever. Have a trans couple over here. They don't have to all be in the same place. They don't all have to have these things. They can individually have interesting stories. Yeah. And then you don't end up with the difficulty. Maybe if you have different writers, every writer can have a different story that they're in charge of. So even if you don't like one element of it, there can still be, you know, two or three more um, situations for you to be involved in yeah. and captivated by and feel that you relate to. Yeah, and I can see exactly where you're coming from on that. And I can also see where the writers were trying to go because mm-hmm. they ended the uh, last episode of the season this way where we got to see, um, you know, Sophie really looking up to Alice in that last episode and, mm-hmm. like, appreciating, you know, what she had brought and the path that she had paved, right? And I think that's what they were trying to do failed at but we're trying to do was to show like these different generations and the people that did pave the way for millennials and the people that came at whatever generations come after because Mm y'all i can't um for us to be able to live our lives more freely and openly than Mm -hmm. you know they had the opportunity to Uh, and to be more seen, but they, once again, it doesn't the boat. need so much overlap yeah. is my thing. No, it could have no. been, that could have been developed from the very beginning because anytime you saw Alice in the professional setting, you would see Sophie somewhere around. Yeah. Sophie and Finley. And I wasn't even sure know. where the fuck Finley worked for the longest time. I no. was like, what is Finley doing? Does fin- is Finley, Does Finley a personal assistant? Bar? Does Finley work at the bar? Is Does Finley, Finley have a job? Shane's <laughs> roommate? I don't. I don't I don't understand. (laughs) Is Finley their house manager? Is Finley just the person that you call when you... Is Finley just a task rabbit? Is that just what Finley does? And she's just contracted for a while. Um, We don't... Who knows? And then also, if Finley has all these damn jobs, how is Finley just able to... Who did Finley put in her time request off to go to her sister's wedding? Right. Did she put it with Shane? She put it with Alice? She put it at the bar? Like, what is she... Because you don't... That's not, <coughs> that's not how those work. It's not like how you have to put, works. You have to put those in typically like weeks in advance mm-hmm. in order for. It was a wedding, just, not a funeral. No, so it wasn't bereavement. No. And she just decided like the On a day, whim. Yeah, the, yeah, that day she's like, no, I'm going to Missouri. See, the it's just little fuck? details like that, that <clears throat> that's just the way that my brain works. And I, you know, Allison likes to say that I like to watch shows to ruin them. I she absolutely a hundred percent agree. It is my favorite thing to do. Um, because I really cannot imagine that it's that difficult if you're writing something to have somebody else look over it because certainly you don't just write something and then it goes Mm -mm. straight from your hands into their hands and then all of a sudden you've got producers you know and people building sets and getting everything together and doing blocking and things like that and it's just a thing it's going to be more eyes that are on that so are these people just 
in a rush? Do they not care? Are they incompetent? Are they inexperienced? Um, Do they why... not have the funding? Right. Like, so, yeah. like, why are there not more eyes on this to catch? Right. Hey, how come we can't tie these things together? Hey, instead of doing it this way, what if it was in this voicing? Or what if instead, I still don't feel like we're quite getting enough of a feel of this character. How yeah. can we get to know them more? How right. can it seem like it's going below the surface and right. it's not just, you know, a superficial connection that the viewers are going to have with this character why are these conversations not happening and there's no one that's going to be able to argue the point that they have because if so like my wife said this would be a completely different tone to this conversation right and i feel like had i not watched it with you i might have a different perspective um because you you do tend to bring things up that i didn't necessarily notice because i was too involved in that sentimentality Mm -hmm. of the show to pick up on it or something of that nature. I still feel like though, even with that lacking, I would not have been impressed with this at all. No. No, like I would have been like, oh, it's back. And like, you know, gotten excited about seeing the the old characters, mm-hmm. but would have been like, what the fuck? Who are these new people? Also, why do we need to see all of this? Like, I just don't, what is, uh... y'all, and y'all know that most people that watch the L word are probably lesbians or queer Mm -hmm. people. We know how lesbian sex works. We know they're not giving us any new ideas. As a matter of fact, I was very confused by exactly what was happening in Tess's love scene because I was like, where exactly are we supposed to be imagining that pleasure would be coming from for this person? Because either way you look at it, Finley's not doing something right. <laughs> yeah, I just... It doesn't I don't... matter. I don't care about the type of genitalia. Just sell me something that is believable if you're going to do it. And really, I just could have done without it. Whatever happened to... I kind of missed the times where it would just be just a nice pan out from you know, the love scene or whatever where they're making out and it's really passionate and it's nice and then you just tastefully just pan out and then go into that. It's just valuable time that's taken away from that that could go back into developing those characters. True. I mean, it was almost like porn-esque and I, uh, we really like sex, like a lot. I I just... Even think porn's fabulous. However, if I were ever to... Y'all have to understand how involved this process is, I think, for both of us, but for me especially, how long it takes to actually sit and find anything of the type that is appealing enough to sit and watch. These are not people that I would have wanted to see engaged in this way. And it's not that they're not beautiful people. It's just not what gets my goat. So (laughs) if, you know, I mean, just if it's just nice and implied, like the very last love scene, again, with Sophie and Finley, I really love the way that was done. It wasn't super, super graphic and it wasn't necessarily just about the sex. It was about these two women deciding that they, or realizing that they might actually love each other and that there's passion and that there's tenderness and there's closeness and intimacy with them. So it wasn't just about fucking, it was about all these, it was more into the character development and development of this problem and just kind of this climax (laughs) no pun intended of what it (laughs) what their relationship means and how it's going to move forward now so I just could have done without all the fucking (laughs) it just wasn't And then you have to also think about how many straight people are cast to play LGBTQIA plus people in these shows. All of these Mm. are not queer people. Mm. So y'all, we have to like, if you're going to like do some queer stuff, I don't ever want to see a freaking cis person being trans. And I do believe that both of the um, trans actors are actually trans people. So they did a really good job with that. However, much to my chagrin, Jennifer Beals is not gay. Mm. Jennifer Beals has been married to a nice man for that a long time. so sad. Leisha Haley is gay. Love it. Yay. Catherine Minnig is gay. Love it. All right. Um, I do believe that Jacqueline um, Tabani is queer. Who? Finley. Oh, okay. And I think that a couple more of the new ones, but it's not an all queer cast. Mm. 
y'all couldn't find y'all it, y'all ain't got tumblr reddit facebook instagram y'all couldn't find six lesbians six lesbians you're i'm sure you LA. can find like shit come i'm on. sure you can find some lesbians that speak spanish i'm sure you can oh. find some black lesbians blue lesbians green lesbians Mm-mm, but they all had to be pretty Mm-hmm. So um, you can find hell of them a... too. I want a lesbian Reddit. It'd be pretty chicks on there all the time. See, I'd be like, "Oh, you guys are so precious." I don't know. That's just it. Just because they're me like sad. children. There was a super cute person that posted earlier. I need to show it to you because someone was like, she was like forty-five or mm-hmm. fifty, and she was gorgeous. And somebody was like, and she was like a soft butch. Mm. And somebody was like, she looks like an English teacher that I would have like way too much of an emotional attachment to because ah. my mom's homophobic. And I was like, or a soccer or volleyball coach. And with me saying that, I know that you know exactly what she looks like. Yep. Um, but she was super cute. But like, there's cute queer people all over the place. Yeah. So I just don't understand where the casting comes from. And I'm just like, y'all, you don't need people at this point who have been to acting school or to that have studied theater for all these times. There are plenty of people right. out there with natural talent and experience that would be able to pour that into these characters. <sighs> Yeah. How do I get into these casting director positions? How? I don't... How? You're asking the wrong person. How? You know I'm not the How, Sway? How? How do I get to be one of the freaking experts on 90 Day Fiance? Ooh. Oh, not 90 Day Fiance, but Married at First Sight. Yeah, I feel like you would be an excellent matchmaker. I absolutely would be. So who is trying to let me set them up? Yep. Let us know. I have all kinds of ideas. I'd be like, I could be like a mobile matchmaker. I've Ooh. told you about that before. Where I'd be like, I would travel to different regions in this place that I was or whatever. And then, you know, you'd set people up and then you have a place that you can dispatch and they would go and pick the people up, take them on their dates. They would come back to you, check back in, whatever. And then if hmm. it's a match, you check back in with them every so often, whatever. Yeah. But then like, instead of them having to find you, you can go to where it is that they are. That'd be cool. It would be dope. Especially if I just cater to our community of people, just to family. Right. Like, what the fuck? The straights have everything. Like, we're the people that have the desire and not necessarily the know-how. So it can be long-distance relationship, True. depending on how far apart you are. If it's somebody that's located where we are, where we're going, we can pick them up, take them to the next place. Hmm. And so on and so forth. So it's like a tour, essentially. It's a matchmaking tour. A matchmaking tour. Bam. That'd be badass. Okay, so we're going to start a GoFundMe. (laughs) (laughs) GoFundMe.com slash mobile matchmaker. And y'all need to donate because I'm trying to get y'all hooked up. Even though a lot of y'all are probably coupled or married or (sighs) committed, whatever. (laughs) The point is, I just love love and I genuinely love to see love. And getting off of the L word and going into, you know, married at first sight, I'm absolutely fascinated just with the experiment of that or whatever. Right. So maybe we take away like married at first sight and then just make it like committed at first sight or married at first sight where you go through doing everything, but you don't actually mail in the actual marriage certificate certificate until the end of that time. If they decided to stay married or divorced, because there are different States where you have to stay married for so long before you're actually able to be granted an annulment or a divorce. uh, uh, the <clears throat> ones from North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be, you have to stay married for a year. Mm-hmm. That's so stupid. Right. I agree. Especially if you were just married for a couple weeks. I think that maybe we should take the religious aspect out of it. And also we need to have a reputable, <laughs> inclusive, informed, and really passionate therapist. And instead of just having these people flail and having the experts watch and leave them to their own devices, mandatory therapy sessions for these couples every single week. Right. So any issues that are rise they can talk about those things this therapist can help them intensively figure out the way that they need to communicate with each other overcoming family obstacles overcoming finances and figuring out what to do really creating a budget really having somebody that's there to advocate for them their mental health and the health of their marriage you're absolutely right and not only that but if they have these three experts right then each individual of the couple needs to be assigned one of those those Mm -hmm. experts and then they have a separate one that is for the couple. But I don't even think that that's necessary. I think that it literally just needs to be a matchmaker and that they need to have a team of therapists. So it's the same way that we Mm, do therapy. It can be a therapist for you, a therapist for me, and a marriage therapist. Well, that's what I was trying to explain. It doesn't have to be like an expert. I think that if you end up with people that are genuinely married with each other, with properly vetted potential people that want to go into doing this, that are serious about it. So that means we need to be doing really intense background checks, verifying Mm. their 
finances and employment, doing mental health evaluations. They need to actually go and sit down with a psychologist to make sure that this is going to be what's going into there. Delve into that family history because it's important if this is going to be something that's going to be a legally binding marriage. And I swear to God, Pastor Cal does not need to be doing this job anymore because he's not good at it. Nope. Pepper Schwartz does not need to be doing this job anymore. She is not good at it. No, they, need they to don't scrap have all a high rate, rate of success. And I have spoken with somebody. I will not say who the person is, but one of the separated participants of this particular show, actually, you know, I'd connected with them on social media and they actually did say, I kind of feel like, you know, we're set up from set up for failure from the start. And I could see the way that it could be manipulated that way because it is still something that's for entertainment. Right. But I truly don't feel like it's the shit show that like 90 Day Fiance is. Right. Everybody in 90 Day Fiance has agency over the over themselves and autonomy and they choose to fuck their lives up and let people watch it i'm 100 here for that shit show but truly i think that it's a really great concept with really poor execution yeah i would completely agree with you on that so 100 yes so those are all of my opinions (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the sweetest honey podcast I'm touching my fingertips together to seem like an authoritative white intelligent. man. Oh, intelligent. Who cares? Educated white Who cares person. about education and intelligence? I have privilege. Oh, excuse my Excuse me. And, um, excuse me, a man is talking. And, um, thank you guys so much for your time and for your support and devotion to this cause. You can follow us on social media. We can be reached at sweetesthoney.love on Instagram. You can email us at info at sweetesthoney.love if you would like to send an email, share a story, or if you would like to be a guest on the Sweetest Honey podcast with whatever I said our names were earlier. And you can also follow us on Twitter at sweetesthoneypod on Twitter. Um, Sometimes I say a funny thing. Like that one time. And uh, also, buy our merch. Where where do they do that? You can go to our website, sweetesthoney.love. There is a merch button on the homepage. <laughs> you can also follow the link in our bio, and it will take you directly to the merch page. Yeah. And we're also going to do a... Um, a little discount for you guys. I think that we'll Are do we? a twenty percent discount what? for our honeybees that leave us a review, and you can provide proof of a review. It'll be for the t-shirts and the comfort colored shirts from f- this upcoming Friday until Valentine's Day, and Ooh. I will do a social media post about that, and I will also update that page. So we need to move this so that we can get new designs up yeah. for you guys, and yeah, so get you your can t-shirts. Get a sweetest, some sweetest honey merch for your honey for nah. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, well, well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it'll be 20, like I said, 20% off, but we want a review. So yep. send me a screenshot of your review. And I don't just mean like a rating. I want a rating and a review. So and then five you can have stars your 20%. and at least three sentences or more. I mean, it ain't gonna be three sentences, but you can just leave like a detail. Oh, I was, I was, so that was what I was saying. It was, it, that makes it quality. Just like something nice. Oh, well, just say something nice. Anyway, we want to so get funny. y'all some We like y'all a lot. Best time, best part of my morning. I look forward to listening to this podcast every Thursday. They Tiffany cute. and Allison are so funny and oh. cute. And so, Tiffany is so weird. So we love when, it when Tiffany does her podcast when she has increased her dosage of vibrant. LOL. Oh. So, I mean, just <laughs> in case you just needed some know. pointers. Just let us know. <laughs> what were you going to say, babe? No, that was it. That All was right, guys. It. Until next time. We love y'all. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.